My name is Pastor John Hardiman, and on behalf of the Quincy Church of the Nazarene, we welcome you. Today's date is February 13th, 2022. Our sermon text comes from Luke chapter 6, starting at verse 17. Again, Luke chapter 6, and I'll be starting at verse 17. It's Jesus. Uh, he went down with him and stood on a level place. A large crowd of his disciples were there, and a great number of people from all over Judea, from Jerusalem, and from the coast of Tyre and Sidon, who had come to hear him and be healed of their diseases. Those troubled by evil spirits were cured, and the people all tried to touch him because power was coming from him and healing them all. Looking at his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor. For yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hunger, who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when men hate you, when they exclude you and insult you and reject you as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven. For that is how their fathers treated the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have already received your comfort. Woe to you who are well fed now, for you will go hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you all when men speak well of you. For that is how they treated the fa their fathers treated the false prophets, the reading of God's word. Will you bow your heads with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I think of uh, uh, this passage of Scripture, and I think of uh, the blessings and the woes. And Lord, then I place uh, this Scripture in our text today. And Father, I just ask that you help us to get our focus right, our focus on you. And Father, I recognize that you are the real teacher here. So, Father, I ask that you would speak into hearts, speak into lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Previously, Jesus' 12 disciples were chosen. These 12 were designated as apostles. The previous uh, chapter explains that they were on a mountain slope. Moving down off the mountain, they come to a level place large enough for uh, a huge crowd of people to meet. That is the setting where our text takes place. It is here that Luke starts to explain what this must look like to his readers. He states that there were a large number of uh, Jesus' disciple present. The twelve apostles plus several other disciples of Jesus. A disciple is all who chose or choose to follow Jesus, but are not designated as one of the twelve. Similar to Jesus' disciples today, Christ followers are Jesus' disciples. In this setting, there was a large gathering of Jesus' disciples. Besides Jesus' disciples, there were those from Judea who came from the south, which were, which would include uh, representatives from Jerusalem, the capital, 
also would be including religious leaders who had been harassing Jesus. Also mentioned are, are the people from the north, from the Phoenician cities of Tyre and Sidon, perhaps even Gentiles. What drove this diverse crowd to see Jesus? <laughs> Looks like there were two groups of people, those who wanted to hear his authoritative teaching and those who wanted to be healed. Whether of diseases or to have an evil spirit driven out, we don't know, but they were there. The unique power of Jesus was available to all who believed. It is in this setting that Jesus turns to his disciples and starts to teach. It might be interesting to, to some that while others in the group were listening, it's Jesus' disciples that Jesus directs his attention to. One more thing, this is the start of what is commonly considered the Sermon on the Mount. St. Matthew account titles this portion as the Beatitudes. The heading of Luke's portion titles it Blessings and Woes. Luke starts out with blessings on you when you were poor, blessings on you when you were hungry, blessings on you who weep, and blessings on you when you are hated. <laughs> what an interesting way to start a pep speech for his new recruits. <laughs> Somehow I don't think Coach Mark Few of the Gonzaga Bulldogs basketball team starts the season with similar words to his freshman recruits. Boys, you know you got it made when you were poor, hungry. <laughs> you know you got it made when everybody hates you. Look up! That's when you know you made it on the team Gonzaga. Coach Few may give them a reality check because some of the recruits are there because of the rankings of the top 25. Coach Few do not want his team forgetting why they are there to play hard and giving their best effort. <laughs> I believe many of those who are following Jesus didn't really know what it meant to be a Christ follower. Many have joined while Jesus was riding the wave of popularity. Why not follow the guy who has everything going for him? Jesus speaks with great authority, performs marvelous, wondrous miracles. Jesus is inclusive. Crowds on top of crowds are following him. Who doesn't want to be associated with a hometown hero like that? Just in case those following are tempted to be prideful and taken on the airs of importance, Jesus directs his attention and voice towards his disciples. Jesus pairs up the blessings with the woes, not together, but I took the liberty to put them both together to reread them to you. Uh, Twenty. Verse 20, blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. And then the woe, but woe to you who are rich in heaven, for you have already received your comfort. And I add, while on earth. Verse 21, blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied in heaven. And 25, the first part, woe to you who are well fed now, for you will go hungry. I believe Jesus is implying in hell. And 21, the last part, 
Blessed are you when you weep now, for you will laugh in heaven. Woe to you who laugh now, in verse 25, for you will mourn and weep in hell. Verse 22, blessed are you when men hate you, when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy because great is your reward in heaven. For now, oh, excuse me, for that is how their fathers treated the prophets. And then verse 26, woe to you when men, all men speak well of you. Well, here on earth, I add. For that is how their father treated the false prophets while on earth. Is Jesus promoting poverty, hunger, not enjoying oneself, or, or thinking it's okay to be humiliated by others? I do not think so, but it, it brings heavenly perspective. When the world around us place so much emphasis on things that make us laugh or, or putting efforts into having fun or being happy and enjoying rich food and having lots of money as a goal of life, Jesus stops the bus, puts on the brakes and stops the bus. I drive school bus for the local school district here in Quincy, Washington. I know what it means to have to stop the bus. It happens because of what is happening behind you. The process goes as follows. Warns the, warn the students that they are what they are doing is inappropriate. And if that doesn't get the desired outcome, you pull the bus over where it is safe, set the brakes, remove the keys, get out of your seat, and walk to the problem. On my bus, when the keys come out of the ignition, Someone is in big trouble, and they all know it. My idea is that Jesus was sensing that his newfound disciples were thinking that they have found a sweet ride and are relishing in the idea of basking in fame and fortune. <laughs> it is here that Jesus sets the brakes, removes the keys, and gives them a reality check. The reality check begins by stating that they are about to enter the an upside-down world of what it means to be a Christ follower. Jesus, recognizing that from the creation of the world, humans have determined that to be rich in earthly possessions translates into happiness and even blessed by God. Jesus is saying the opposite. He is saying that the kingdom of God belongs to the poor. Look, let us look at the world blessed excuse me the word blessed blessed means more than happiness it means to be favored by god it means finding god's approval looking at the phrase you who are poor makes me want to ask who are these poor guys <laughs> these are the people who have nothing but god to depend on these are the one who real, ones who realize that everything they have has come from God. These are the ones who have, to, who have to depend on God's mercy and grace to survive. Have you been there? It is to you whom Jesus says, Blessed are you who are poor because the kingdom of God belongs to you. 
Not will be given, but is given. That means that accepting Jesus into one's heart brings that person into the kingdom of God, even while alive on earth. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be satisfied. You are you who are hungry, it, it paints a picture of physical hungry who long to be satisfied physically. Jesus says to you, you have God's favor. You have God's approval. But the language offers more. To those who hunger for God spiritually will be filled with his presence. You will be satisfied if you're hungering for Jesus. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Many biblical scholars see the word weeping as a picture of God's people suffering because of their faith in him. Those who are sensitive to the world's sin and suffering that follow sin that, and those who follow such sins. Laughter comes when their pain on earth is erased when they enter heaven. I glean this from Revelation. 21.4. God will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, no, no our mourning, our crying, our pain. For the old order of things has passed away. Jesus was explaining to his disciples that, like everyone else, they would experience poverty, sorrow, and life. But then he also added that they would be persecuted. Blessed are you when men hate you, <laughs> when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Placing myself in the listening audience while Jesus was teaching, in my mind's eye, of course, I'm thinking how strange to hear such words when they are surrounded by multitudes of people uh, just to be near the Master. I'm also thinking that being surrounded by hateful people would hardly make a person feel like an object of blessing. Yet, as we are learning, kingdom values are the opposite of the world's values. Jesus is saying that they, we, would be hated, excluded, mocked, cursed because of belief in our Christ Savior, Jesus. Not only are you blessed when that happens, but then instructed to rejoice in that day. Leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven, for that is how their fathers treated the prophets. My mind went to the book of Acts, where Peter and John were arrested and threatened and instructed not to teach in the name of Jesus any longer. <laughs> and then in chapter 5 of Acts, Jesus' disciples, uh, they didn't listen and were arrested again. Now, when they, which are the religious leaders, heard this, they were furious and wanted to put them to death. That was Acts 5.33. Not knowing what to do with these guys, uh, 5.40 of Acts, they called the disciples in, had them flogged. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Arrested, beaten, and threatened. <laughs> and this is what they did next. This is Acts 5, 41, 42.
the apostles left the Sanhedrin, rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name, the name of Jesus Christ. Did they quit after that? No. Verse 42. Day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Christ. The Acts of the Apostles is full of stories. But back to our text at hand. Because of Jesus and our faith in him, his disciples will be persecuted. Rejoicing comes because knowing no matter what those who hate Jesus attempted to do, great rewards await those in heaven and are placed in a long line of God's followers who live righteously and spoke truthfully, only to suffer for it, to live and to speak for God in the face of unjust persecution brings great rewards in heaven. Jesus wants his disciples, you and me, to understand who we belong to. We have been bought. The price? Jesus took our place on the cross for our sins. Christ followers everywhere now belong to God. Listen to these words from Adelaide, Poland. I gleaned them. That's, uh, you're familiar with it. I'm sure I have that own way. I uh, want to share with you verse 1 and 2. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter, potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will, while I am waited, waiting, yielded, and still. And this is my uh, favorite verse of probably of all the hymns. It's my testimony. Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Hold over my being absolute sway. Fill with thy spirit till all shall see Christ only always living in me. Will you prop bow your head bow your heads with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that you would uh speak first of all into my life, into my heart. But Lord, I ask that you speak into the listening audience lives as well. We would uh, uh, hear what you're trying to say and that you're informing us that the things of this world, uh, God holds uh, the values of this world, God holds differently for us, for those who have been bought by the price of Jesus' blood. That what the world holds dear and of value, you hold of no value. But you want us to be committed, devoted to you. So, Father, I just ask that you would speak into our lives and that we would glean that from the day's message. In Jesus' name, amen. Bye for now. Hope to see you right here next week. God bless you.